a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury and anomaly properties. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we, we welcome a longtime listener, first time caller, and it's our first Guatemalan guest on the show. That's right. We are big in Guatemala. I don't know if that's true. Roger joins us on the show now. Hello, Roger. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm very excited. You do know that the national bird of Guatemala is the, the Quetzal? The Quetzal? Quetzal. Quetzal. And it's actually our, our, um, Currency. our, our coin also. That's, that's the bill we use. You have dollars, we have Quetzal. See, what will happen throughout this whole episode of Roger's uh, <laughs> episode is uh, I will be sprinkling in Guatemalan facts. In fact, as, as Roger and I both celebrate, September 15th, uh, 1821 is when be Guatemala became independent. And Roger, I know you feel strongly about that too. Very much so, yes. <laughs> so, Roger, uh, first of all, thanks for being on the show. Second of all, wow, man, you have done an unbelievable job. In the past 10 years or so, you've paid off $100,000 in credit card debt. You've changed your life. Yeah. This is this. Tell us what has happened in the last decade for you. I, I, hopefully, I've, I've matured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that helps. Hopefully, that's, that's what I'm... Well, you're 40 and I'm 41, right? Is that correct? Yeah, you're much more mature than I am. I mean, you were yeah. around close to the time of Guatemala's <laughs> independence. Um, I mean, much more likely to have been there. Well, I don't know what's happened in the past decade. I know I haven't been very disciplined, but in the last few years since my first kid was born, I decided I needed to change my ways. And you've been very helpful, I have to say, and I really do mean this sincerely. In the last six months, I've read your books, I've listened to your podcast, and you've helped me make a budget. So, Well, yeah. I, hey, I'll take whatever credit you'll be willing to dish out. Now, you make $115,000 a year. Have you ever lived in the United States, by the way, just so we can try to uh, get on the same page? I, yeah, I did. I actually lived there, lived in Boston for four years. Okay. Yeah. So what, $115,000 in Guatemala, like help me understand what that does. I'm in, I'm in the top um, 5%, definitely. Okay. Okay. And so can you tell us what sort of profession you have there in Guatemala? I'm a manager of a non-for-profit uh, local NGO working just with rural Guatemalan uh, Mayan women. Mm -hmm. Wow, that seems like it's quite the niche. Um, all right, so $115,000 a year. You've paid off $100,000 in credit card debt. You, uh, you're putting $600 a month uh, away to get your, uh, for your kids' college education, but then also you don't have a 401k because you're in Guatemala and you don't have a 529 right. plan. So what are you putting these savings uh, into? So this is just a, a, an international um, investment account. Okay. It's um, something that I that I started a few years ago, and um, it has seventy percent stocks, uh, about seventeen, eighteen percent bonds, some cash, um, and I just put you know six hundred dollars automatically there every year, every month rather. Um, but I and, I and I just started a couple of months ago uh, an investment account at um, TD Ameritrade that I'm just starting to put some. Money into um, and that's some of the questions that I have actually for you today if you know because of my age I know that something should go to stocks another part should go to bonds but I'm not sure how much you know what percentage should go to what 
Yeah, sure. We definitely get into that. A couple other points I want to make sure we hit here. Are you still have $15,000 in debt that you're trying to get rid of? About how much are you paying towards that on a monthly basis? Uh, nothing. It's it's zero uh, percent um, debt. It's actually with my dad. Um, he's totally fine. He I, I talked to him um, just recently. He said, "Look, don't worry about it. You pay me when you pay me." Uh, but that's something that you know it's kind of a moral obligation. Um, right. I want to pay it back. I don't know if I should pay it back. It, it has zero interest versus you know invest a little bit more um i have a couple of debts uh related to vehicles and that's really about it excellent now we have your power percentage calculated at 15 percent uh is that match with, have you ever run your power percentage personally have you ever tried to figure out what it was i i did and it was it was 15 percent. although i had uh the question on on the life uh insurance because it's a term life insurance and i think i added it to to make um the calculation but i i after reading again the power percentage i think it should not be added in right yeah we do not include term insurance mm -hmm. so that takes mm -hmm. you from 15 to what do you think i think it's 13 then okay 13 percent uh, but you, you are $300 a month cash flow positive. That is to say, at the end of every month, you have $300 left over. And what, what ends up happening with that money, Roger? Does it get saved? Does it just stay there? Do you spend it on whatever? What does it do? Up to now, we just spend it on whatever. Uh, we're, we're just starting an emergency fund. Um, it, it has about $1,000 now, and we're trying to put that what's left into that account before we do anything major like investment or pay off that debt. Um, and, you know, I think if we're just a little bit more disciplined, we, we, we should have uh, close to $500. So now that'd be great because that would increase your power percentage by about 5% if you're able to set that away. Uh, wow. we, we'd love to get you in the 20% range, uh, right? You're at, uh, you know, 13% by your admission. We would like to get you to, to 15, uh, well, to 20%, I should say. Now, help me understand from a housing perspective, do you rent, mm -hmm. do you own? What's housing like in Guatemala? We, we rent, and this is something that I, I decided many years ago that I wasn't gonna buy until I had enough money for a down payment. I didn't want it to keep, have a 30-year debt. Um, and, and now, I just decided, you know, I'm not gonna buy a house. I'll be, you know, 65, 70 by the time I pay out the mortgage. I'd rather just rent. Um, and so what do you pay yeah, that, for that? $1,600. Okay. Uh, what are taxes like in Guatemala? I have no concept of that either. Yeah, taxes are very low. We're, we're uh, one of the one of the countries in the world that that has the lowest tax bracket for income tax. And and my wife and I, believe it or not, we end up paying um, just over four percent of our of our income uh, in income taxes. So it's very low. It's very very low. And uh, the capital city, of course, everyone knows of Guatemala is Guatemala. It's Guatemala, Guatemala, like New York, New York. Do you live near Guatemala, Guatemala? I, yeah, I'm 45 minutes away. I lived there until two months ago, and my family and I moved to Antigua, Guatemala, which was one of the capital cities um, a, a couple of centuries ago. Right, just southwest a, of Guatemala, Guatemala. Just south, it's a beautiful colonial city, so I'm just gonna pitch in a little bit of tourism here. And if you guys wanna come, it's only 45 minutes away. See, I Surrounded by beautiful volcanoes. So in, in paying down so much credit card debt in that, that 
period. How were you able to do it? I, um, did you make the sort of money you make now? Were you making more? Were you making less? Like, how were you able to get rid of $100,000 in debt? I was making much less, um, but I, uh, I was just more disciplined. I think um, as I increased my income, I've also increased my lifestyle. And that's something that my wife and I have talked about. We're trying to downsize just a bit, prioritize. Uh, but it was it was just I knew I had debts and I and I wanted to pay them off and I was just more disciplined. Um, yeah. now, now, are you spending money as your kids age? Is it sort of is that part of it, or do you feel like truly your lifestyle, the quality of the things you're purchasing? For instance, maybe you know everyone knows in Guatemala, blue denim was created in uh, Guatemala, as was the first chocolate bar. As I mix in the Guatemala facts here today, <laughs> are those the things you're buying, or is it just because your family's getting older? Uh, a little bit of both. I'm going to say a little bit of both. Yeah, but we're trying to increase our quality, uh, but not increase our spending. That's what we're trying to focus on right now. So I, I, as I look at your situation, what strikes me is um, it is really hard to save money for the future when you don't have structured accounts that allow you to do that, right? The lack yeah. of a 401k, the lack of a 529 really puts you in, in a tough spot. I mean, you're in this international investing account um, and, and you think that's about $600 a month you're putting towards that. How much are you putting towards that right now? Yeah, $600 a month. And what's the balance of that, do you think? That's about eighteen thousand right now, um, and it should it should uh, compound through the years. Uh, I think the target is to have somewhere near three hundred thousand dollars in 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 twenty five years. I think okay. at the pace that you're putting in right now. Yeah, yeah, without really increasing much. And, and then so I, I think the question becomes, if you have $300 left over of each month and you're really trying to push it to $500 left over at the, each, at the end of each month, is what we're trying to decide, Roger, is exactly what that $500 is to do? Is it supposed to go to an emergency fund to pay mm -hmm. down the 15000 or to go for the long term? Is that is that what we're trying to determine here today? Yeah, basically, yeah. That, it, all right. So, how much? So, you've got eighteen thousand in that investing account. How, how much do you have in just boring emergency fund savings? Fifteen hundred. Okay, and fifteen thousand dollars in a personal debt. You know, I would say I would like to get that that emergency fund to up to maybe five thousand dollars. Maybe spend a year trying to get mm -hmm. that thing up before mm -hmm. I would put more of that five hundred towards the long term. I don't know. I mean, this is a dumb comment, but go figure, my show is filled with dumb comments. Um, I don't know what an emergency financial situation looks like in a country like Guatemala. I don't know if you can find yourself in a lot of $10,000 jams or $50,000 jams or $1,200 jams for that matter. No. But do, do I mean, it, is it common for something to cost you a, 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 like a life event, $2,000? I mean, it's sort of, again, dumb question, but you know what I mean? No, I think I think the worst case scenario is us, you know, having some medical emergency and we have to pay the deductible on a on, on our insurance, which is which is no more than five thousand dollars. I think that would be the worst case scenario. But anything else, I'm, I'm guessing it should be less than a thousand dollars, you know, and we could um, easily pull from that money from that pocket. And so you make one hundred and fifteen and you mentioned your wife. Does she work as well? She works as well. Yeah. And, and that's all together. So okay. I make 81,000 and she makes the rest. Excellent. 
Yeah, this is interesting. I, I mean, are you going to have to pay uh, college for your kids? What, do you think they'll come stateside or do you think they'll go to college in Guatemala? Whichever they want, but our uh, as parents, we would we would love if they have an international experience, and that's what the six hundred dollars a month is going towards to just have enough money, enough cash that we can pay for their college, um, either in the U.S. or Europe, or you know. Andrew, so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is you got low taxes, you guys make one hundred fifteen thousand dollars, your your rent is a sixteen hundred dollars a month. Is, that's your biz, biggest expense by far, but what's your next biggest expense? I'm trying to figure out where all the money's going. The car loans, that's about 1,000 or 1,200 wow. a month, uh, two, two, two cars. What's yeah. up with that? Excuse me? What's up with that? Like why, why so expensive? Is it, is it different down there somehow or are you just driving it's nicer different. cars? It's different. No, it's just regular Fords, um, but it's different. They're much, much more expensive here and the interest rate is also higher for vehicles. All right. How much, do you know how much longer you have on those cars before they're paid off? Yeah. Um, one should be paid off by December of next year, and that's the highest one. That's 750. Okay. Um, by December of next year, then the other one should be paid off by September of 2021, Ooh. and that's 350. Okay. So the one, I mean, the one for next year, that's great because that helps uh, give you more money on a cash flow basis to try to get through things. Are there other uh, other major factors? Do you have like daycare or education expenses right now? Yeah, private school. They're, really, the public public educational system is not, you know, very good. So we we send our kids to private school, and that's about eight hundred dollars uh, between the both of them. All right. So the eight hundred dollars between the, the both of them. So this explain. So this is all clear to me now, right? Because your transportation costs are extraordinarily high. Your private school education, based on what your income is, is extraordinarily high. Um, even though you have a low tax environment, you've got no structure to what to save into for these big life events. You're doing a really good job balancing what is an uphill battle because there's not a lot of things going in your favor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have to drive an expensive-ish car. You have to pay for a private school education and you have no structure, which, which makes things not great, you know? Um, but you're doing a good job. And, and again, I think the best way to get your power percentage higher is to make sure that that $500 a month is for mm -hmm. the, at least the next six months to nine months going to fill up your emergency fund. Uh, and then uh, this time next year, or maybe 16 months from now, your car will be paid off and you'll be able to add that money to it. And then we're closer to $1,000 a month of positive right. cash flow. And that's where things start to get interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's next year that's going to be just a little bit more of a challenge, right? Till when I pay off that that car loan, I think I'm going to just feel less stress. Now, tell me, is uh, do you plan on living in Guatemala uh, for the rest of your years? Do you plan on moving around or what? If anything international comes up, we'll probably move around. My wife lived in Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. I lived in Boston. So we want to give our kids that experience. We, we only had it when we were, 
when we were already growing up and right after school. Um, but if anything comes up, we, we, we might give it a try, yeah. Yeah, see, that's interesting because then it's almost like what we need you to do now is to continue to be cash flow positive, to get those healthy mm -hmm. savings habits. And then when you come back stateside, what you do get then is the structure to save towards retirement. And hopefully at that point in time, again, it's like riding a bicycle. You already know how to do it. It's just a matter of flowing the money into the right vehicles. Right. How much in term life insurance do you have? 250, which I think it's too low. I want to I want to get at least another 250. I would definitely get another 250. Now, is that yeah. purchased yeah. for um, is that purchased in Guatemala or did you purchase this back stateside? It's purchased in Guatemala and it's not really expensive. It's only 11, $1,200 a year. So $100 a month. Okay. Yeah, I, I would consider I, I would consider increasing that for sure. Okay. Uh, okay. But I mean, again, you've come a long way. You got some mm -hmm. weird things sort of going against you, uh, just in terms of how financial structure works there in Guatemala. Um, and I think the key would be just to keep your eye on your power percentage. Uh, if I'm you, I try to get it to 20% by the end of this year, and I okay. try to go a couple percent a year there forward, so that way, you're at 40% or so when it comes time to look at retirement and then you're not so dependent on your income. Uh, do you get pay raises, uh, cost of living adjustments there in Guatemala? Are those co common? Yeah, it's usually the, the rate of, of inflation. So for next year, it's going to be somewhere around 4.5. Okay. And every once in a while, I, I get a bonus, um, which you know I haven't, not till now, really decided what to do. Before that, I would just spend. Um, yeah, it's interesting as as we think about as you think about that, your inflation rate is four and a half percent. A four and a half percent raise is pretty fantastic, unless of course the cost of living goes up four and a half percent, and then it's sort of a null thing. <laughs> Hel what about what's healthcare like in Guatemala? How do you how do you pay for that? It's private. Um, the same thing with education. So the public health system is is not high quality, um, and we have um, private health insurance, which is about twenty three, rather three thousand dollars a year for the four of us, which is not expensive compared to what something like that would cost in the U.S. But um, still, we have to buy it. Excellent. Any other questions for me? I, you know, with this episode, what I really want to do is not only, uh, of course, congratulate you on what you've done, try to give you a little bit of a path of what to do forward, but also just expose the audience to the differences of living in a different country. I mean, just the different factors of, sure, low tax rate, higher inflation, higher cost of uh, transportation, higher cost of education. Uh, but is there anything else that, that we can assist you with? Is there any other questions we can answer? No, but you really opened my eyes to not having the structure and how difficult that is. Um, I, hadn't I hadn't realized that, and it's it's really tricky because if you have to decide where to put the money, you know, it's not easy or, or make it automatic. The, you know, it's it's really weird if you look at self-employed people who make a pretty good living. They struggle to save more than a uh, employed person in a traditional job who makes less money because mm -hmm. of that lack of structure. And before 529 plans here in America, people struggled to save for college. Of course, it wasn't that expensive either, but they, they struggled because of the lack of structure. So I, I would tell you this, you obviously understand the financial system more in your country than I do. Look for opportunities to create structure. If there's little incentive programs or little savings programs, get involved with them because I think you need that mm -hmm. extra layer of accountability.
Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I love it. Uh, I got to drop a couple more uh, fabulous. Gu- what? Tell us your favorite Guatemala. What do people not know about Guatemala? Other than they should go and visit. What? What do people need to know? We're just two hours away from Miami International Airport. That's how close oh, we are. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's called the the country of the eternal spring. That's the weather we have. It's just beautiful all year round, and it's a uh, really uh, tourist country that everyone should come. Well, I do know this. It's the number one uh, manufacturer, uh, producer of jade. Uh, Everyone should know that. Also, what kind of fishing do you have in uh, Guatemala? Um, I think it's it's open water. I I, I think, well, I know you're into bass, which is very different, but I think it's called open water. So we have some of the best marlin and um, mahi-mahi that you can find anywhere in the world. Oh my God. Nicole, book the tickets. So we're taking the show (laughs) on the road to Guatemala. Oh, it'll be great. Well, Roger, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Again, get your power percentage to 20% and send us an email update, of course, or just uh, a post on our Facebook repeaters page if you ever happen to be on there. All right? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pete. This is really, it has been fantastic. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. Uh, This has been this week's episode of uh, Pete the Planner Show. I almost forgot the name of the show. Uh, I love it. Listeners from all over the world. But no matter where you live in the world, you need structure to get your power percentage higher. 15% is solid. Need you at 20. I need you at 20 and push it 2% higher every year. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to PeteThePlanner.com slash power percentage and learn more. Or go to episode 120 of this here podcast and you will learn everything you need to know about power percentage. That's all we have time for this week. I'm Pete the Planner and this is Michelle. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Hi, I'm internet podcaster Peter Dunn. You may know me as Pete the Planner. You hear me on the radio and on your podcasting device, but did you know you can also see me on YouTube? That's right, we have a YouTube channel and we call it PeteThePlanner.tv. We ask you to subscribe so you can catch great shows like Pete's Eats and this here podcast with drawings. But the drawings are made with a video camera. Subscribe today. Filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze. They call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn. beats I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, adjourn. beats I burn, I burn. Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?